Alex Magleby here, CEO and co-founder of the New England Free Jacks, and you're watching the Jacks Rangers show. Huzzah, friends! Let's ride! Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers show. I am joined, as always, with Diamond Dave. We've got a very, very special guest this time around, though. His name is Zach Cox. He is a beat writer for Nesson.com. He covers the Patriots. Uh, how the hell are you, Zach? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Dave, how are you? I'm doing very well, Phil. Doing very well. Very good. Uh, back to Zach here. Where are you from, pal? Oh, I grew up uh, in Rentham, Mass. Initially, uh, right next to Foxborough. Uh, live over in South Boston at the moment. So, been around the Boston area for the vast majority of my life. Uh, you spent some time up in the great state of New Hampshire, where I live. Uh, talk about your experience up there. Is that how you found rugby initially? Uh, it is, yeah. That's where I uh, I went to the University of New Hampshire. That's mm -hmm. uh, I played football, baseball, ran track in, in high school. Uh, wasn't good enough to do any of those things in college, so mm -hmm. uh, I needed kind of a different athletic outlet, and I found rugby pretty much my first day there. I think I nice. vividly remember walking into my first class at UNH. Uh, there was a guy with a UNH rugby shirt. I was like, that sounds cool. I, I might check that out. And I've been playing ever since. It's been, that was 2008. So it's 15 years or so. Kind wow. of on and off in the last couple of years, getting old, semi-retired at this point. But um, sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, that's what initially turned me on to it. That's great. Uh, we always have those stories of the guys that like, they find it in, in college and then go on from there. So uh, let's talk about you're a Charles River rat, just like Dave is. Uh, I think you're repping the, the shirt right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, What's that your favorite is, yeah, memory so far uh, in a Charles River jersey? Uh, well, I've kind of been, I mean, I've been with the club for a good while now. I joined in I think, May 2013. So, yeah, almost exactly 10 years now, which I, I'm just now realizing that's kind of crazy. Um, but we were quite bad uh, when I first joined. I mean, <laughs> Dave was around back then. I don't think we won a, a single game my first two seasons. We went 0-8 yeah. and 0 and 8 uh, wow. We had one kid who scored every single point for us uh, one of those seasons. Uh, it was it was a rough time. It, it was lean times for the club. There was some talk of potentially merging with another club or trying to figure out something to do. We were really in, in, in tough shape back then. Uh, and then we got a, a great recruiting class or two. I mean, Dave was, I believe, the coach at the time, or you might have been the coach right after that. Um, and we made a run all the way to – we made the New England playoffs for the first time in – uh, 10, 15 years, uh, beat Providence uh, on a last second uh, penalty kick, yeah. uh, made the Nerfu championship that year, ended up losing. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, uh, two years ago now, I believe we actually made it all the way to nationals, all the way to the national quarterfinals. And now we're, we're basically in that kind of, we're essentially at the point where it's a disappointment if you don't make at least the, the Nerfu right. final. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of crazy thinking back to where we were uh, when we first started. But, yeah, the, the club's definitely come a long way in the last uh, decade or so. Absolutely. You guys are doing really, really well lately. Uh, shout out to Josh Beck, a Free Jack staffer <laughs> who plays also for Charles River. Just wanted Charles to ask, River, uh, vice captain at the moment. Yeah. There you go. There you go. We love Josh. He's fantastic. If you want to get tickets uh, to the Free Jacks game, make sure you uh, reference Josh Beck. He's fantastic. Um, you started working with Nesson. Uh, talk about that. I, like That is a dream job for almost every sports fan, right? How did that come about? Yeah, I, I got an internship my between my junior and senior year of college when I was home from UNH. Um, that was for anybody who works in in media. The internships are 
they're not easy. They're unpaid. There are a lot of hours for not a lot or no money uh, for me at the time. So it was kind of a kind of a grind, and it's it's something that you really need to love to do to to kind of stick that out. Uh, but I was able to do that for the summer, and then uh, about six months after I graduated, I got a call from them to come take a, essentially an entry level position that was in, um, when was that January, 2013. Uh, and I've been there ever since uh, I've been covering the Patriots now, this will be my eighth season, uh, doing wow. that. Uh, I did some, some Red Sox, some Bruins, some Celtics, some college hockey, a bunch of random stuff in the year before that. But sure. uh, yeah, I've been basically exclusively Patriots since, uh, since 2016. Uh, and as a kid who grew up three miles away from the stadium, it, it's, it's definitely been a lot of fun. <laughs> that's awesome i mean you're a rugby guy now so do you, are you always talking about rugby at work to your co-workers like trying to get them to watch it and stuff like that oh yeah i i know my co-workers and my friends and pretty much everybody in my life i'm sure i'm saying hey it's free jacks this weekend you know you, you guys gotta watch you guys gotta watch and uh, i don't know it's fun to see it kind of starting to take off a, a little bit in the last couple of years I and mean, obviously it's still a, a niche sport and it doesn't have the kind of as large of an audience as I think a lot of us wanted to have. But mm -hmm. uh, I think especially with the free jacks and with the MLR and with a lot of the things that have been happening just generally in rugby in the country, it, it's definitely moving in a direction where it's not something that basically nobody has heard of anymore. I think you'll, yeah. if you stumble into a random person around Boston, there's a much better chance now that they'll have an idea that at least there is a major league rugby team in Boston and it is just a higher profile sport than it was. Uh, I know I'm, I'm sure all of us are hoping that in the next five, 10 years, it becomes something that's on the level of mm -hmm. uh, even like an MLS or something like that. But uh, you're definitely seeing some movement in the right direction, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the thing that I, I recently just watched, Eric Anderson, the co-owner, and uh, Mags, the CEO, did a little conversation that they released on the uh, Free Jacks YouTube page. And they've got their sights set on, you know, being the fifth most popular sport in the country and, like, trying to get to that point. I mean, it's pretty crazy to think about, like, the fifth most popular sport. Like, it's that seems so niche, but there's 330 million people in this country. So if you're the fifth, like, most watched, you're doing pretty dang good at that point um let's talk about um let's do a little patriots talk really just for fun i mean that's your day job right so what's your way too early prediction for the win-loss record for the patriots this year and do they make the playoffs yeah it's gonna be tough they just had their schedule release about an hour ago and i think they're a better team now than they were last season last year they went eight and nine uh missed the playoffs by a game it was really disappointing season for them a lot of things went wrong. I think they've taken steps to fix a lot of the issues that were kind of plaguing them last season. And I think they will be a better team this year. They made some changes, especially on the coaching staff that uh, I think are really going to, to show up on the field. There was just a, a mess in that regard last season. The problem is they have probably the toughest schedule in the entire NFL. Yikes. And the rest of their division in the AFC East is a lot better. Aaron Rodgers coming to, to the Jets was the biggest addition there. Uh, around the, the conference in general, there's just so much talent. Uh, I think there are a lot of teams around the AFC, too, that kind of underperformed last year that could be at a higher level this year. Teams like the Raiders and the, the Broncos that were really disappointing last year. Uh, so I think the Patriots will be better, but I think everybody else is going to be better as well. So it's going to be difficult to... It's going to be a difficult road for them. I, I don't think they're going to be back to the Super Bowl contender level that um, 
we expected from them for, for the longest time. But if I had to make a prediction today, I, I would say 10 wins in a wild card spot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Not I bad. think you see some slight improvement from them. Yeah. Very good. They're at least going to be more fun to watch this year than they were last year. I, I, I would say that. There you go. I haven't watched a full NFL game in quite some time, but I try to, you know, I try to, you know, it's it's all over the place. You're ingratiated with the NFL, so you pick up on things every once in a while. So, yeah, I mean, I hope they improve. I hope they get better. Uh, this is a winning franchise here nowadays uh, since Bill Belichick arrived and uh, Robert Kraft bought the team. So it's good for everybody if the Patriots are successful. Um, let's kind of move over back to Free Jack's talk here. Um, favorite Free Jack of all time? Favorite free jack of all time. I mean, as a scrub half, uh, I love watching John Poland. Yep. He's just like, he's exactly what you think of when you think of a scrum half. He's a little guy, but he plays so much bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. He, he's great with, he's got a great boot. He's great, just like a decision maker. He, he can make some plays uh, and he's just a, a smart, smart player. Uh, and from listening to some of the interviews he's done, I've never met him personally, but he seems like a great dude too. So, yes. uh, I mean, I, I, having played that position for a long time, I always kind of gravitate toward that. Uh, and, and I think John Poland is definitely uh, uh, a guy that deserves a lot of fans. I agree. He's, he's not very flashy and he's a little bit shy. He's not a, a big media guy, but uh, yeah. we, we consistently talk about how good he is. And um, just, you know, he kind of flies under the radar in the Free Jacks roster overall. But he's so consistently good that we don't really have to, like, focus in on him because he does his job every single game. And he does it so well that we don't talk about him that much. So, um final question for me here what is your impressions of the free jacks this season so far and do they have enough to win it all i think they do i mean i thought they did last year it, mm-hmm. it seemed to me that it was uh, i know they've talked about it a little bit in in the documentary that that rugby pass has been putting out that maybe they kind of got to that level and didn't really know what to do once they got there uh, right. it's it's something that the players talk about it in the nfl as well sometimes if you don't have the experience of being in those playoff type games, even if you are the better team than the team you're playing, sometimes just the moment can become too big for you. And I think the fact that they went through that last year uh, is really going to benefit them uh, coming in, uh, assuming they're, they're going to be in the playoffs, they're going to be the top seed in, yep. in the, the Eastern Conference, unless something goes catastrophically wrong yeah. over these last couple of weeks. Right. Uh, yeah. So you'll expect them to be back in that situation again this year, mm-hmm. uh, and I think they'll be in a much better position. And I think they just have so much depth. Uh, I mean, with, with Waka coming back as well, like I just, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. even with the guys that they've lost to injuries, with, with no Larson, and, uh, and I know there's a couple other guys uh, on that injured list as well, uh, they're just rolling guys off the bench that you would be pretty happy with them starting from them in, in previous seasons. So, uh, and that's something you need when a season gets late. You see these injuries, especially in a sport like rugby. So, yeah. I, I mean, they're going to be going into those playoffs as, if not the clear favorite, then the the number two. I mean, there's some some, some real talents out in the West, but yes. at least in the Eastern Conference, if they don't make at the very least the the MLR final. Uh, it's going to be pretty disappointing, and, and now you can you can kind of see that because they got to that point last year, uh, and you're looking for them to make that that next step up. And I don't know, I'm pretty confident that they can do it. I, I'm excited to see uh, how this this tail end of the season shakes out. Uh, and there's going to be pressure on them, but but I do think that they would be they have the talent, and they have the depth to do it. I've been really impressed with that breakdown. It's almost like you do this for a living, Zach. That was really impressive. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, uh, and and I mean, it's it's something that they uh, I think. 
has been really benefited has really benefited them in terms of the the popularity in general in Boston and New, yes. in New England yep. because I mean fans here are spoiled if you come if you create a new team in Boston and the team sucks just nobody's going to care right. you have to win you have to win quickly uh, even for people who don't really know what the sport is all about if they say oh. see oh this team is 10 and two and they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe I should pay attention to that yep. rather than, oh yeah, well this team won five games in its second season, but they're building something. Yeah, we're, 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 we're gonna see where it goes in a couple of years. That's a much harder sell, especially in a city like Boston. And so I, I think Absolutely. the success that they've been able to have so early is just so important for them in terms of building the fan base that they're trying to get here. I've been saying that since the beginning. I got to tell you, you know, it's something that we kind of echo here at this show. It's it's very important that they are consistently playoff contenders at the very, very least, right? It's very, very important. That is this market. It's 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 a sports saturated championship winning area. So you got to be in the mix. Dave, take it away, my friend. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think it's really cool that the Free Jacks identified that as well as part of an important part of Boston sports culture. And right out of the gate, you know, they knew they're like, we have to win or or this yep. city won't care about us, you know, and it's almost a responsibility to win more than 500. Like if you're going to be a Boston team, you got to be a winning team. Um, first and probably most important question of the interview, Zach, are you going to be at the over 30 under 30 game on Saturday? I absolutely will be. Yep, I'm. I'm kind of at the point where uh, I I come out for maybe one or two games uh, during the regular season, but I, I will most definitely be uh, be out there on Saturday. It sounds like we're going to have a pretty uh, a pretty strong over thirty squad. Uh, so I'm I'm projecting a a large win for uh, for the old boys in that one. Yeah, should be good. I'm glad I will not need to play very much. I'm going to be refereeing the women's match before. So I'll already be tired. Just kind of, you know, get in for a couple lineouts, uh, pat some guys on the back, say good job. Feel like I contributed. That's enough for me. Um, the uh, NOLA match upcoming on the 21st is also going to be a little bit of a Charles River Festival at the Free Jack. So I just wanted to plug that. Um, I hope that you can make that as well. It's looking like it's going to be a fun day. Uh, Charles River, of course, celebrating their 50th anniversary as a club. Been around since 1973. And so should be a, a great day at Veterans Memorial Stadium for all the rats out there. Um, with Charles River, we always try to have a pretty good touring side. We often go to Can-Am, Nash Bash, Savannah, kind of rotate around. Those are our main three. Do you have a favorite rugby tour, like a tournament that you've been to? I think it has to be Can-Am. Um, it's it, the one drawback of the job that I currently have is the start of Patriots training camp is almost always on Can-Am weekend. It, yeah. It's kind of, it's like a, the, with the cycle of the calendar, it's like every four years they, it, it switches and I actually get to go to Can-Am. So I haven't been in a couple of years, but uh, yeah, I went to, to Can-Am a couple of months after I first joined Charles River way back when. And it's a, uh, it, it's a magical experience. It's a very interesting time. Uh, just a tiny like mountain town with 250 rugby teams all kind of converging on basically two or three different uh, bars and two or three different fields. So yeah, if you're a rugby player and, and you haven't checked that out, I mean, that, that's basically the, the first pitch that I give to all the new guys who join Charles River. It's, oh, how, how are you doing? Where are you from? What position do you play? Uh, what are you doing July 29th? You should come to Can-Am. So, yeah, anybody who's listening who's a rugby player who hasn't made it up there uh, most definitely should. 
yeah, Canem is a fab- fabulous time. I've been uh, a handful of times. It's always exciting uh, passing the pineapple around downtown. You know, all those fun, fun tour traditions. Do you have, without naming any names, of course, because what happens on tour is quite confidential. <laughs> do you have any good wild tour stories? <laughs> I don't know if I can if I can share any of the wild <laughs> tour stories in a. Uh, I mean, somebody comes to mind that I'm pretty sure you know who I'm thinking of, a longtime <laughs> Charles River player. But I don't think I can share uh, yeah. any of those stories in a in a public uh, public forum. If, if you happen to run into me anywhere around Boston, uh, ask me, and, I, and I'll I'll show I'll share some uh, Zamboni shed stories and whatnot. But I, I cannot. Uh, I cannot disseminate <laughs> those ones on this uh, on this platform, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly nothing while cameras are rolling. So that becomes a liability quickly. Um, speaking of cameras rolling, uh, can you talk a little bit about how important TV deals and uh, just TV revenue in general, I guess, generally are to like professional sports teams, like in the American markets? Yeah, it's, it's certainly important. I mean, you, you need somewhere – every team needs – to have a place to to air their games, Uh, you kind of reach a level where the league gets popular enough that you have networks kind of bidding for the right to put you on their channel, essentially. Um, And, but when you're on a, I guess a lower level or a newer level, like the MLR still is, it's more about, they have to be kind of the proactive ones say, Hey, like go out and basically sell themselves to the TV networks. But uh, I think that, I mean, it certainly seems like the Free Jacks have been able to put uh, a good kind of TV plan together. I know they were on Neston for a year or two. Now they're over on NBC Sports Boston. Uh, having the whole rugby network um, aspect of it for free, I, I think is really beneficial. Um, but but yeah, it's, uh, I think, I mean, talking to, to Mags back when he, when you guys were first launching, I know that was a, an emphasis of his that people are, people need to be able to watch these games mm-hmm. that aren't that don't have kind of a rugby specific channel because i remember uh, i think it was the previous pro rugby league it was only on like flow rugby or, or one of those things which is great if you're a rugby fan if you're already a diehard but when you're trying to get new fans you need somebody to be able to kind of flip to channel 51 or 52 and say oh cool what is this this is a uh, this is something that I might be into. Um, so yeah, it definitely seems like there there hasn't been a lot of uh, issues with that. I know sometimes there's uh, you run into a Celtics playoff game or a Red Sox yeah. game or something like that, and it gets taped delayed or, or bumped around. But for the most part, it seems like it's been pretty easy to uh, to get eyeballs on that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's been working really well um, for the Free Jack specifically. I mean, for me, I know it's made it much easier to just tell people to watch it. Like you were saying, like yeah. pro rugby on flow or whatever, nobody's going to sign up. Yeah. You can, it's, it's, like, yeah, it's cool. Just sign up. Sign up <laughs> yeah. Pay your $27. I mean, it's yeah. like, uh, I mean, it's like when trying to grow the rugby team, you know, thinking like as a rugby club, trying to get people to come out to six nations matches and stuff when it's at the pub and you're like, yeah, come check it out. It's this great sport. You know, you get an Irish breakfast, you drink some, you know, cider in the morning, you watch rugby. It's awesome. It will be a $20 cover just to walk through the door <laughs> at 9am on a Saturday. You're going to have to pony up, a, you know, like a, a saw buck there to get, to get in, but please. And then nobody comes out because people don't want to just drop 20 or 30 bucks on a sport that they don't even know that they're going to love yet. Right. Yeah. It's, it's even the same thing that, I mean, you, saw it when, when we were trying to recruit players to, to Charles River when you have a new guy come in you you want to make it easy on them you don't want to say 
all right, cool. Before you come out to this first game, you have to buy like these hundred dollar cleats and you have to go do this and you have to watch these, the, the instructional videos or whatever. And you have to like say, Hey, cool. Come on out. We'll give you a t-shirt, bring your like soccer cleats and, and a mouth guard and you'll be fine. And, and you can get right out there. We'll give you a ride if you need it. Like yep. it, with a sport like this, that's trying to grow its audience. You, you need to make it as easy and accessible as possible. Uh, and, and again, I do think that they've, they've done a pretty good job, uh, of, of it so far as i mean you've been able to see just how much the crowds and how much the uh the kind of interaction and just the overall fan base just seems to be much more kind of maintained over these last couple of seasons yeah definitely uh and then the the another favorite aspect of mine is just the rugby network which you mentioned just having everything replayable right there it's been i i mean we couldn't do the show without it you know right like yeah. just being able to l- watch any match anytime we want on demand um, is pretty excellent as well. Um, you've been on the beat for a long time. I'm sure you've been in some interesting moments, interviews. Do you have a favorite interview, either just because of what happened or just a favorite person to interview uh, when you're on the Patriots beat? It's funny. My favorite people to interview are always the lesser known players, uh, I guess, even though some of them are, it doesn't always have to be kind of like the 53rd third man guy on the roster, but it's typically not the star level player. Uh, I mean, I overlapped with Tom Brady for three seasons, four seasons. He was great. He was fine. He was cordial. He was always a nice guy, but when you're talking to him, you feel like you're talking to kind of the corporation, Tom Brady, yeah. uh, and even guys like Gronk and Julian Edelman and those high level guys, you never feel like it, it's just a different sort of vibe. Uh, I always like talking to, I mean, Jacoby Myers became big in the last year or two, but he was always an awesome guy to talk to. Uh, Logan Ryan was deep when he was here. Deron Harmon, uh, Adrian Phillips has always been really good. Um, for some reason, the safeties just tend to be, because I think it's a position where you have to be a pretty smart guy to play it. Those guys yeah. always tend to be good quotes and good guys to kind of seek out in the locker room. Uh, Stefan Gilmore was also really good. He's a guy that didn't say uh, a lot of words, was very soft-spoken, but was always open to uh, cock to rugby, of... baby, South Carolina all day long. <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Game cocks. That's right. Uh, yeah. He was always a guy that was willing to talk to. He, he would he would do four or five, six interviews in a row, uh, which we always appreciated. Some guys will do one and then kind of shut it off for the week. So uh, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of good talkers and a lot of really interesting guys that have come through. Uh, it's a little different with the Patriots given their kind of, their, their whole approach is much more I guess, secretive than a lot of other NFL teams and a lot of other professional sports teams in general. Um, it's more so with Bill Belichick than with the players, but they drill that into them pretty hard where, yeah. Hey, basically don't go out, don't go kind of out of your way and say something that's going to become bulletin board material or something for somebody else, or is even just going to make a headline for no reason um, fortunately, some of the veteran players know how to toe that line and still be entertaining and interesting and not sound like kind of Belichick robots, uh, <laughs> but it can make things uh, a little bit difficult at times. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure he appreciates the robots very much. <laughs> he definitely does. <laughs> good good job repeating exactly what you were uh, immediate trained to repeat. Yeah, it's it's always great talking to the the draft picks when we because we'll talk to them right after the draft, like minutes after they got picked. Yeah, and then we'll talk to them again a couple of weeks later. And a lot of times they sound significantly different the second time we talk to them. And I was like, hey man, you were interesting a month ago. I was like, 
You know, we're just we're just here trying to get better every day. Damn it, he got him. They got him. Yeah. <laughs> right, Bill Belichick got another one. That's fantastic. Uh, any tips for interviewing? We do a lot of interviews on the show, and we've got you know I've I've had a little bit of nerves a few times interviewing Olympians and all that stuff. It's it's gotten a little big deal. Any any interviewing uh, must dos? It's it's definitely nerve wracking. I mean, I still I still have those kind of pre-interview nerves sometimes. I think the most important thing that I've learned is to try to be as prepared as possible, um, so that you're not one so that so that you're asking somebody questions that they don't get all the time. It's kind of uh, I know interview subjects appreciate it when you uh, when they go into an interview and it's not just okay I'm going to get these same five questions that the last guy who interviewed me asked if you can ask something that's a little bit more kind of un- under the radar or insightful or even just asking that same question in a slightly different way uh, i know they appreciate that and i know the the audience tends to appreciate it because it tends to give you a better answer uh, and you just you just want to be prepared and you want to know the it, it's a bad look and i always feel bad if i go into an interview and i'm just like oh, damn like i don't actually like I, I didn't study up on this enough uh, and you, you ask a guy a question and he's like, Oh no, actually that's not correct. It's, it's X, Y, Z. It's just better to be better to be over-prepared than under-prepared. Um, so I'd say if you, if you know you're interviewing, uh, I don't know, X, Y, Z Olympian in a week or two, just try to become as familiar with them as possible. Um, which I think makes for a better interview and just yeah. kind of, uh, helps everybody, uh, everybody involved. Definitely. I appreciate it. Preparation is definitely something that makes a big difference. Dallin Stanford, actually, when we talked to him about uh, working as a play-by-play announcer, um, one of the best in rugby and a very colorful, very colorful guy. Yeah, all his uh, figurative language I really enjoy. Um, he said, really preparation. He said, it's all, it's all prep. He does uh, an astounding amount of work, you know, before he calls a game. Uh, and, and really talked about that process being probably the most important part of what he does. Yeah, I can't imagine calling one of those sevens tournaments. I mean, you have to you have to know so many different players and so many different teams. And yeah, it's pretty remarkable how they're able to do that. Would you ever be interested in play by play calling games? Maybe not a sevens tournament, but you know, would you would you give a crack to some football uh, commentating? I, I would give it a shot. Yeah, it was it was something that I always wanted to do back in high school i was very big into kind of we had a a really good tv production program at my high school so i was uh i basically for the longest time i wanted to be a play-by-play guy or like a sports center anchor uh, and then i sort of gradually drifted more toward writing Uh, i get to do a a, a little bit of tv stuff a little bit of on-camera stuff which is nice but uh, the majority of what i currently do is is written uh yeah i'd like to give it a shot i don't know if i would be any good at it but it would be uh i think it would be fun to try someday Definitely. Well, we've done we've done a couple watch alongs here, and we're always yeah. we we've taken a few shots at doing it for rugby, and it's uh, God, it's it's really is something else. I I spent probably two or three hours preparing to call. I mean, and we just did it on like Twitch, you know, like six people yeah. watching, no <laughs> no actual pressure, just all put on ourselves. Um, and Phil's done streams as well with the show with Bozo this season. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I spent hours preparing, looking up, making sure I heard the pronunciations of every player's name on another broadcast. So I at least had something to fall back on. I mean, it was wild and, uh, uh, it's all just like a fugue now. I couldn't even tell you what happened when we were, we were calling it. It's, it really is challenging, but it was a lot of fun too. And and people really enjoy it. I think it could be a fun way to engage with the sport or some of our, uh, our watch alongs and alternative commentaries. I don't think they're going anywhere. We'll keep doing those for sure. 
Um, well, I, th I think my only the last question I have is the tickets for the Major League Rugby final just went on sale today. Shaquille O'Neal is going to be DJing the opening set before kickoff, and then the Dropkick Murphys will be playing afterwards. Uh, I'm buying tickets. Any chance that you'll uh, get out there? I know it's kind of hitting in the busy season for you out there in July. Uh, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what I can do. I, I want to try. What's what's the date of that again? It's the eighth of July. July eighth. Yeah, that might actually Saturday. be doable. That's kind of in the uh, the dead zone of the NFL calendar. The the one kind of four to five week stretch where there's not a whole lot going on. So, yeah, maybe I'll try to make a trip out there, especially if uh, especially if the Free Jacks make it that far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Zach. We really appreciate you being here. I know Phil probably has a few more things uh, for you, but this has been really fun talking to you, and I'll see you Saturday at the match. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah Zach, just final thing here. Just I want to open up the floor here for you to speak directly to the Free Jacks fans, the Rangers out there. You got any message for them specifically? Um, I mean, I, I, I feel like uh, I'm one of you guys. I've been supporting this team since really before they were even in existence, I, I was kind of uh, helped out behind the scenes when everything was getting off the ground. And it's been really kind of rewarding to see the, the level that it's gotten to right now. And it feels like there's still so much higher that it can get to. I mean, I feel like there's going to be a big push for rugby in the U.S. over the last, what is it, eight years now until the uh, the World Cup comes here yes. in 31. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot more resources poured into it. I think you're going to see a lot more um, television, a lot more just – there's going to be a, a large push to kind of increase the popularity as much as it can, as much as they can, as much as the sport can. I know there's a lot of – issues with USA rugby as a whole right now that, that they're going to have to uh, iron out. Uh, but I think to, to see the the team get from, from where it was a couple of years ago when you're playing the games out in Weymouth and uh, the crowds aren't looking great and uh, the rugby on the field is good, but the kind of infrastructure is still a work in progress yeah. to, to get to the level where they're at right now, uh, kind of consistently competing for, for the top of the table and rolling out all these big kind of festival environments uh, i think it's in a really good spot and i'm just really excited to see where it goes in these next couple of years absolutely we appreciate you being on here we say huzzah I, go I, ahead I, I do have to say one more thing i forgot wes said something earlier wes burho would kill me if we ended this <laughs> this interview without mentioning him yeah i should have let i should have i should have let you know wes i apologize <laughs> wes and i worked together wes coached zach in high school football wow. years back it's a, it's wow. a, it's quite a weird little quiz. It was a fun day when we were just chatting and he was like, wait, Zach Cox. And I was like, yeah, Crazy. he's on the rugby team that I'm on. I was on my football team. So yeah. Yeah. Wes, oh, yeah. Wes says hello. Uh, Shout yeah. out King Philip football. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, I remember running into Wes at one of the games. I was like, oh, Wes, I haven't seen you in 15 years. I didn't know you liked rugby. He's like, I honestly didn't. I just like showed up at a game and it was awesome. And I bought season tickets and now I'm in. I'm like, Great, sweet, awesome. See you around. But yeah, yeah, Wes is a great guy. So uh, tell him I said hello. I'll have to tell him I said hello next time I'm at a game. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. My my favorite thing about Wes is you know he's he's a pretty good football coach, and he he's came out love fell in love with rugby, and he's he's watching the athletes, and he's like I don't know rugby, but I know studs. He's like that guy's a stud. That guy's a stud. You know, you can a coach can spot an athlete even in a the sport they're just learning. So it's been really fun to watch rugby. He and I he sit would have made like a great right next to each other too. He's a, he's a large man. He's I've been saying think, that too. He's, yeah, he's thinking about it. He might learn to play in old boys rugby. We've been we've been talking. He might come out to some Charles.
Falls River practices this uh, Fantastic. this spring and, and awesome. try to hit the old boys circuit. So we'll see. <laughs> Zach, you've been very popular. Everybody's saying that you should join the show as a seventh outrider here, but I'm pretty sure you're busy with the Patriots, <laughs> so I'm not going to ask you to do that. Uh, what I will say is we've got one word to exit the video. It's huzzah, and we're going to say that in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! Yeah.